coming to CuriosityStream. Go on an adventure, 66 million years in the making, with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on CuriosityStream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome in today for episode 39 of the Podwans podcast, Clone Wars Rewatch. I am joined by, um, well, my guests for today, um, our host Luke, will not be uh, attending the beginning of the episode. He's having a little bit of internet issues, but we are joined by our guest today, Ford into the Black, a.k.a. Chase. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you doing? Thanks I'm for doing having great. me here. Oh, it's good. To ha- You're you've been such a great uh, guest on the show. Huh? You've been on you've been on the guest for quite a bit for season three as well. If I uh, a couple episodes, yeah. yeah I you were there had for to Hopper hop in. Zero. Yeah, you were a couple of ones. Yeah, and um, I'm glad that you're back. And yeah. we are going to be covering season four, episode four, singular episode, Shadow Warrior. This yeah. is going to be about Jar Jar. It's going to be about Naboo, and it's going to be all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, grab your snack. Grab your popcorn, grab whatever you got, and get ready for the show. All right. He never was made of his Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it his mine. And we're back. Hello, how, how's everyone doing? Let's see if we got anyone in the chat to say hello. Not yet. Okay. I think we're just really, we're already a minute and a half in. So we'll wait for people to come in. Oh, yeah. We got, we got Alanis here. Hi, Alanis. Hello, Alanis. Hope everyone's, hope you're doing good. So, as per usual, today's show will be about season four, episode four, Shadow Warrior. Um, Before we begin, Chase, um, where uh, can the good people find you? Yeah. um, I'm mostly active on TikTok at Forward Into The Black there. I'm also on Twitch at Forward Into The Black as well. You can also catch me every other Sunday on the podcast Rogue Council with my co-host Higo Damask27 and Xanatos1138 or David. Uh, And yeah, we'll be talking uh, this Sunday about Solo, the movie. Nice. Nice. And um, just to like, you know, like get a little bit of an icebreaker question. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you've received a few, but I don't know if you've received this one. Um, what is your favorite planet in the Star Wars galaxy? Uh, if I'm going to go Legends, it's Manon, the Manon. water world from Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Uh, if we're going to go Canon, Crate. Crate? Ooh. Crate's cool, man. I love Crate. I love the I love the, uh, the the idea of a salt planet. I love the whites and then the red. Yeah. Like something with white and red. Like the mixture oh, of those great. two colors is super cool. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not Polish. So. <laughs> um, um, but I would say my favorite planet is probably Bespin. I think it's got that. I love the cool orange, uh, blue, pink palette mm. to it. I love Cloud City. I mean, it also is an Empire Strikes Back, so that's also a plus. Yeah. And I don't know, something about the planet itself is just super interesting. Um, but yeah, that's where I would probably live if I were in Star Wars. And um, I think that I would be 
taking control of uh, Lano's palace and just you yeah. know, having a bunch <laughs> of parties there and whatnot. <laughs> that's been great. Cloud City, like just as a concept, is super cool. Like, oh yeah, that's been is Cloud City. Like the fact that it is a floating, technically floating world mm-hmm. or city. It, I don't know. It's just something about it, man. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just fascinating. But anyway, we will be getting into season four, episode four, Shadow Warrior, and I will be reading the plot summary as per usual. And here we go. Okay. As war. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Oddly enough, a StreamYard ad blocked my plot summary. Huh? Oddly enough, as we're on StreamYard. All right. As war continues to fracture the galaxy, planets become pawns in a dangerous chess game. One planet in peril is Naboo, where suffering and civil unrest threaten once friendly relations between the people on the surface and the underwater dwelling Gungans. Rumors that the Gungans plan to aid the Separatists in an, is an attack on feed for Senator Padme Amidala home, accompanied by Gener- Jedi General Anakin Skywalker. Uh, that was a that was a mid reading, but I mean, hey, I only got one. I don't have to do like like twenty five more. It's all good, right? <laughs> Hello, Taco Force Space Commanders. Hello, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Atlantis Christophsis or bust. I'm uh, Rip Luke. Yeah, Luke, oh, Luke will be here soon. Luke will be here we'll, soon. We'll get him in. We'll get him in. Once his, his internet's messing up on him. We all we've all been there. Yeah. So the beginning of the episode is as follows. So the no. Let me get the notes out. Okay. So the beginning of the episode is that Anakin and Padme are sent to Naboo to figure out why the Gungans are threatening to go to war with Naboo. Um, they're curious because they've had a long a very long piece between the two as seen in the Phantom Menace. Um, and they're just curious as to why. And then we go and see boss Leone. Um, Jar- uh, Anakin tells Jar Jar to meet with them on the surface of Lake Payonga, which is where Oto Gunga, the Gungan city is located mm-hmm. in. So we go there and boss Leone, um, they go down there and boss Leone, he seems to be, out of it, I would say. Uh, Boss Leone gives a speech to the Gungans um, to rally them to war against the Naboo. And um, you can see that there's something going wrong with him. Like, you can see his eyes rolling, that there's something out of control. And Boss Leone um, is, was given a necklace. Like, you can see that there's, like, a necklace that he's wearing um, that he um, apparently gives him power. And so Rish Lu, his like personal advisor that was next to him in the very, the purple Gungan with like the tusks mm-hmm. um, t- tells him that it was basically like some sort of like increased power um, within his ability. So when he's wearing that, you can see that he's like, you will attack the Naboo. You <laughs> stop blabbering on, go do my duty. Um, but you can see that there's something, something pulling his strings. And when Anakin and Padme show up, he sees that he's he looks like that he's being um, possessed and he force pulls the necklace. And then he's like, like, like it was like the SpongeBob movie after the, you know, like the chum buckets get off the head. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it kind of reminded me of a little bit. Um, and then 
it was the necklace was essentially just to control his mind and do what Richelieu wanted, which Richelieu, obviously, when you see he is aligned with the separatists, Boss Leone has not, Boss Leone doesn't want anything to do with the separatists. Um, he was just being manipulated into thinking that the separatists were the good guys and they had to attack the Naboo for Richelieu's um, benefit. So then we go to, um, and then we understand that, like, we we know that Naboo has been a peaceful planet for over a decade. But then you have to understand that the, even the most loyal planets to the Republic have some type of corruption. Mm-hmm. Like, we see Gungans as, like, these peaceful people, but then you see Rish Lu, and then you're confused as to, like, huh, there can be bad Gungans. Not all Gungans are peaceful. You know, there's always, like, you know, you know, there's, like, a bad bunch of a, a good group of people. And, unfortunately, Rish Lu was... Um, he was scheming to become the leader of the Gungans. That was essentially what he was doing. And um, after that, um, once the necklace is taking off, is taken off of him, he goes and confronts Rish Lu and be like, "Hey, you are controlling me, or you suck controlling me. You suck stop this." <laughs> and they get into uh, um, a little, a little fiasco, and. Um, some things happen. So um, my first question to you, Chase, is do you think the plan of Rish Luz was ever going to work? Like, do you think that his plan of having the Separatists attack the Naboo was going to come into fruition? No, and I don't think it was ever meant to come to fruition. I think, you know, when we have the characters like uh, Dooku, Grievous, Palpatine, and Trench, uh, they're constantly manipulating as many people as they can to get their own goals uh, met uh, which always is at the expense of other people and in this case it was Rish Lu um, oh hello get some newcomers hey hello howdy, we have howdy, an howdy, Aiden. Howdy. how's it going everybody pretty good I see your internet's working uh, it was for a little bit uh, I, I don't know what's going on but uh, this just went crazy Char where are we at we are currently at the part where I ask Chase about if Rich Lou's plan was ever going to work. Okay. So we're about, we're not too far in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, one thing that I noticed, like you said, like SpongeBob with the, uh, with the chum bucket hats. Um, I know, I thought it was more like in a um, Lord of the Rings, two towers, like the manipulation of the advisor to the King uh, and the, the advisors just a under the influence of a greater power being Saruman and, and, and this it's Dooku, which fun fact, same person always up to the same naughty, naughty things. Um, so I think that's like just a cool parallel. I noticed when I was watching it is like, it's literally the same thing over going on here with just Christopher Lee being up to no good. Um, and yeah, I think this is just one of those things. I think it is a great way that we show the separatists and their plots and their schemes and how it's always at the expense of other people. So yeah, Rish Lu was doomed in the, from the beginning for all of this. And we see this happen later on in the episode, but yeah, no, his plot was never going to work. You have Padme that's going to step in. You have the Jedi council and the rest of the Republic that will step in and basically say, no, the Gungans cannot take over Theed. Theed is its own capital city. You guys have Utica. It was never going to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Aiden, 
good to have you on. Both me and Aiden were having some technical difficulties. Yeah, but glad to, unfortunately. Glad to, glad to have you on. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Rushlow? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely out of all the Gungans we've met, Rushlow is definitely one of the Gungans that is really good at what he does, which is manipulation. And, you know, he kind of – it's not – like the personality, we kind of relate with the Gungans, which makes it so interesting. Kind of like this Gungan who is going against basically the wants and needs of his own people to kind of um, use it for his own personal gain by, you know, going to Count Dooku and trying to get the Separatists to invade Naboo and kind of, you know, push out the Naboo and have the Gungans basically, you know, take over the whole planet of Naboo. It's it's really interesting uh, storyline, even though it's uh, really short. But yeah, this was uh, definitely a very interesting episode, and Richelieu is definitely a very interesting character for the amount of time we get him in the show. Oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah, yeah Richelieu is uh, for the time that he has, he's trying to pull a lot of strings, and it does not go his way. Let me say that. Um, so yeah, we see. Boss Leone, um, we get to see some Anakin and Padme action, and it's it's great because like most of the time when you see Anakin and Padme fighting side by side, you think that if Padme is struggling, you see Anakin's like, no, no, I gotta go help her, like the typical like man saves woman, like damsel in distress kind of thing, and then Padme is just like, huh. but like takes when out the commando shoot, droid. Yeah, no when problem. she shoots that commando droid just like straight through the head, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Padme knows what's up. I'm like, she doesn't need Anakin to, to take out any clankers, but um, and then and right before Rish Lu escapes, you know, Anakin and Padme, he stabs Boss Leone and he bails. And this obviously is a concern because Boss Leone is a very important part to this entire episode because he's the one that's in control of the Gungan army that's about to attack the Naboo. So if he doesn't do something about it, there could be a lot of turmoil on the planet. So Anakin and Padme um, discover that Jar Jar is almost a doppelganger of Boss Leone, which I think it's very funny how they like they they implemented that into the story with how if these two guys look the same, he can just replace them. <laughs> I, I do love Jar Jar's comment like right before the cut after this whole interaction he's like you know we don't all look the same right <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the color scheme yeah Captain Tarples this is like you know it, it's different but mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> they're very similar and it's it's odd and um a lot of the scenes were where Jar Jar is trying to impersonate Boss Leone and he's just like Wisa Wisa <laughs> he's trying to like change his voice immediately to try to match it and it's like it's so funny how he pulls it off because it's like in the movies you see jar jar as like this this like clumsy clumsy bozo essentially this clumsy idiot and and then he actually like pulls something off like in the benefit of naboo i mean it's in a point later on that we'll get to but like he he literally doesn't even try and he saves Naboo. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of how um, it goes for him though, right? What's that? He always saves Naboo by accident. Like Yeah. It's weird. I don't, I don't it's just Jar Jar's thing, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the only thing he can't save is the you know the Senate, but uh <laughs> Anakin and Padme 
discover that he's basically a doppelganger and rich lou um so the so the gungans have already like gathered up like outside like you know before if you see the battle of naboo in the phantom menace you know like they, they walk through those swamps like behind that mm. is where they all gathered up about to march on the plains and um rich lou speaks to all of them um alerting them that boss leone is quote-unquote dead um and then in the in the little weeds area, you see Anakin and Jar Jar being like, Jar Jar, go do something. And it's like, Jar Jar can't, but Boss Leone can. And then he goes out there, puts on the hat, and he's like kind of like, you know, doing like his funny walk. And then he's like very, and then he becomes very regal. And then he like walks yes. straight. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> um, and then one of the, uh, the Gungan uh, soldiers notices him. He's like, Boss Leone, he's alive. Or oh, Hisa is alive. And then they're all like, oh my God, oh my God. And then Rish Lu is like kind of shaking. You can see that a little bit. And <laughs> I think that, well, so, <laughs> so Rish Lu's reaction is just priceless. I just love mm-hmm. Rish Lu. Um, I don't love him as like a character. I love like the fact that he's like scared that Jar Jar is. <laughs> like imagine someone being scared of Jar Jar. I don't know. But, no, yeah. Um, You're um, right. Um, and then once Jar Jar comes into the frame, um, he starts trying to speak like um, Boss Leon. He's like, but he, like I said before, he does like his little voice change. We saw no attack the Naboo. Mm-hmm. We don't need to attack them. And um, and then um, and then he's like, Rish Lu, manipulate my mind. And then. Um, I was saying, yeah, manipulate we my Misa my mind or whatever he said, and then um, all the Gungans turn on Rish Lu, and then he tries to bail on a speeder bike, and then Anakin chases after him, and after that, Luke, you can go ahead and take the reins. Um, so he uh, Rish Lu takes off, and Anakin runs by Jar Jar, and he's like, "All right, now don't screw this up, Boss Leone." And all of a sudden, they, we get a shot of a separatist ship uh, landing on the planet, which brings me brings the question: How does the Republic not have a have a fort or a a a, a station on Naboo? I don't know if this is a canonical explanation. Um, I know a lot of worlds mostly neutral worlds um did not obviously want any republic influence at all and there were republic worlds that were like we support the republic but we don't support the war Mm -hmm. uh and i know from multiple books and especially in a lot of legends books the republic in like naboo was like only with the republic for convenience sake like so that they can sustain themselves when a war was coming uh the one thing i always like the thing that bothers me about this isn't the fact there's no republic base or embassy is it's uh who gave separatist ships landing clearance uh yeah (laughs) like literally like you know what happened the last time they landed on this planet it almost destroyed everything like who who's in charge of like air traffic control on naboo <laughs> yeah 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 I, I don't know. yeah probably dooku no you're right Aiden, your thoughts you know i i like to think that so much is able to happen on naboo because of course it is the home planet of palpatine so 
it's just another avenue for him to manipulate things and cause distractions. Like in the show, this isn't the first time that the separatists have been operating on Naboo without their knowledge of the Republic going back to the blue shadow virus arc back in season yeah. one. So now this is another time where do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Okay, the separatists are on Naboo again, and we don't really know how, but I just, I think it's the manipulation of Palpatine and kind of Palpatine and ordering Dooku and whatnot to kind of use Naboo as kind of like a, a staging ground that can kind of be without much um i'm forgetting the word but it's not going to be as scrutinized as other yes. planets if palpatine says so mm-hmm. so i think that's why the separatists are allowed to get with away with so much on naboo no yeah i think that maybe one of the reasons why is that maybe because like royal planets like the ones that have like a monarchy like such as toydaria and naboo um we see how close the Republic is with King Katunko, but we don't see like Republic, like a Republic station there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think maybe that if they're ruled by a monarchy, I don't think they really need to have Republic forces there because like they have their own like type of protection. I don't know. Yeah. Naboo has like their own fleet, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, we don't, you know, I'm sure there's somewhere in there where like taxes are involved. Like there's Republic taxes. If they deploy like clones and stuff like that, you have to pay for them essentially. And there's like, no, I will keep using N once. It's fine. <laughs> it, it could also be that Palpatine is advising the queen. Like, Oh, you don't need troop station here. You already have, you know, the Naboo Royal guard. So you don't really need clones protecting Naboo. No, absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, it, we can just basically bring it down to uh, Palpatine was just like, I don't care. Like he's just like, and, and to be honest, in canon, he's not a big fan of his own planet. Yeah, he's not a he's not a big fan of the of Naboo at all. So that's that's the interesting. Yeah, all he cares about is that he was born there. He doesn't. Yeah, that's like, it. Why would why would the first crisis he creates be on Naboo? You know. <laughs> Yeah, he literally. There's a reason it's on the list for Operation Cinder, you know? Yes. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Um, So, obviously, with the Separatist landing, we get to see General Grievous and him in Boss Leone or Jar Jar uh, have this. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's go plan out this attack. And Jar Jar's like thinking to himself, fuck, (laughs) it's not good. We're in trouble. 
and he he actually does a really good job. To Jar Jar's credit, he does a fantastic job with like stalling. Like I feel like he, he if you need somebody to stall, pick Jar Jar. He's perfect at it. He's just fantastic at it. Um uh so we have him stalling. Uh Anakin uh is chasing after R- Rish Lowe. Um he ends up getting cut off by two probe droids, take him out, takes them out pretty easily. Um but uh General Tarpless and Jar Jar, uh, he kind of talks to Tarpless and is like, uh, kind of gives him like a, hey, we need the Republic without telling, uh, like so that Grievous can't pick it up. And Tarples uh, calls Padme and she's like, well, you got to capture him. Um, and that's what they end up doing. Uh, they're able to handle themselves pretty well against a formidable, like a really, to a, uh, general that was able to take down multiple Jedi, um, which is kind of the gripe of uh, this kind of episode. Kind of gives me the gripe of like I don't really find Grievous in the Clone Wars that intimidating, and this is a main reason why. Because I mean the Gungans are the don't get me wrong the Gungans are fantastic warriors, but like yeah, we do see that, and we and we see that, but like it's General freaking Grievous. Like come on, he's supposed to be the biggest bad of the entire Separatist army. Yeah, the fact we don't see like one gun can even take like a like a nick from a lightsaber is like, hmm, hmm, that's yeah. strange. Yeah, I just, I just, it just is weird. It's very weird to me. But anybody else got thoughts on that fight? I mean, it was impressive that the Gungans were able to hold their yeah, own. Yeah, sure. Talk about General Tarples and um, a noble sacrifice, and you know, there's yeah. that line where Grievous is like, "How does it feel to die?" And Tarples like, "Not die." sacrifice and then he hits him i think with the bolo or something or like the the stun pike and then they throw yes. their bolos yeah it he was like he like impales him yeah like through, yes like up the cavity like next to i was like i'm like oh because I, I was like when i was watching this episode today i was like oh they're not cutting gungans apart because it's a kid show and then me like three seconds later like <laughs> dude <laughs> <with a> spear <laughs> coming out of his neck and i'm like okay why didn't we see a gungan get his arm cut off <laughs> no yeah uh, that's that that's so true though um so then we've got grievous he's been he's been kept uh captured um sidious is talking to dooku and he says this isn't this is this is not going toward you can't let this stand like this is i need him for my plans we have to get him back and of course dooku's like oh uh it, well no it's uh palpatine uh ends up saying hey use skywalker cuz you know he's an he's an easy pawn um, and so he contact Dooku contacts Rishlo to lure Skywalker into the trap. Uh, Anakin falls for it, uh, hook, line, and sinker. Um, and uh, Rishlo ends up getting killed by Dooku, which tracks because Dooku likes to backstab people. Mm-hmm. That's his mo. Um, Dooku gives a speech that is very uh, th- that is interesting because he's he, he's talking about how the where the war started where it originally started and he goes into this whole thing of you were here y- you were part of the beginning of this war and anakin acts as if like he's he's like i don't know what you're talking about 
Um, what were your guys' thoughts of like him bringing back the 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 connection to uh, Phantom Menace? I mean, I think it really tracks with the character of Count Dooku because if we go back to Attack of the Clones, he literally told Obi Wan, "Hey, a Sith is in col- and is can is in control of the Republic." Like, I don't know why you don't believe me, but that's just the truth. And now he's relating another thing that relates to the current conflict being like, oh, yeah, this started 10 years ago. It didn't start, you know, at the Battle of Geonosis. It's been going on since the Battle of Naboo. So it's just it's another way of Dooku. He's basically telling the truth. But of course, since it's Anakin, he's not going to believe him just because he doesn't want to. And it's he can't really process it in a way where he could accept that as the truth. So I think it really matches up with Dooku as a character and kind of a recurring uh, actions that he takes, not only uh, in this episode, but further down the line in the Clone Wars as well. No, yeah. Chase, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, pretty much what Aiden said is, is spot on, but I think what kind of like, if even if we backtrack a little bit of like uh, Palpatine saying like, get Skywalker here. Because he, he, I always joke that like Padme and Anakin are the the Jedi Council's worst kept secret, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Palpatine knows about it too. And we see this a couple times where he uses Anakin and Padme as uh, pawns in his little schemes, and, and it's one of those things where he tells Dooku, and it's almost like Dooku is like, "Oh yeah, we can use them." Like he catches on, he's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh yeah. We can use that. And it's just funny how all of these things always come together for the Separatists and the Sith. Um, and they're just like, obviously, master manipulators. But I, I think it's so interesting that multiple times throughout the series, we get these connections to the Phantom Menace and to the Attack of the Clones. And just like seeing Dooku manipulate people and how predictable like Anakin is and how they use that against him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the like if you can use Padme uh as a uh, as a part uh like use him. Use it because you know Anakin's going to jump at the at the chance to do that. Um so uh I truly believe without the man uh Magna Guards, uh Anakin would have won this the this fight straight up. Like he like Dooku's handling handling Anakin pretty well, but I feel like it, and it's just like the saber fight that happens later on in this season, or is it next? Is it next season or this season? It's this season. I think. They fight all the time. You know. Well, the, well, um, when he's back on Naboo, the second time him and Dooku fight, uh, during the Obi Wan uh, bounty hunter arc, mm-hmm. that that's in later this season, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, like even that saber fight, like that could have been the very end of Dooku right there. Like Anakin progresses. From the from the battle from his saber fight with Dooku in, in Attack of the Clones to the fight that he has in the Clone Wars movie, and then it just keeps progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he gets better and better and better. You just see that the war has helped him in that aspect. Um, and I also think this is one of the like most underrated saber fights um, because it's just like it's so close quarter close quarters combat, and he's just like it's just blow for blow and in Anakin's getting stabbed with the Magna guards. And I just think it was just a well choreographed fight. What were your guys thoughts? 
there's one part of this fight and i think you're right it is i think it's just really cool to see the progression because when we see an attack of clones you know oh i'll take him myself and then yes. he just gets destroyed by dooku yes. and then now fast forward uh, a couple years and dooku has is it four or six magna guards on him? uh four four so regardless he needs four magna guards plus himself to contain Anakin the way he needed an attack of the clones just by himself. But yeah. there's a part when he is getting uh, like pinned down by a handful of those Magna guards and you just see the frustration in Anakin's face and he blows them off of him. Yeah. And it's something that I, I noticed specifically in season four as like the technology, the animation gets better throughout the show you get to see stuff like this you get to see like there's facial expressions that change and tell a better story because you can see in anakin's face he's getting frustrated and yep. that frustration leads to anger and the anger explodes out of him and the magnet guards just go flying no yeah absolutely i, I love that char what were your thoughts on the saber fight i thought it was very cool i think that Dooku had instances where he just had the match in his hands like he was walking away and then when you see the Magna Guards being pushed away by Anakin he like stops and then he immediately turns around it's like he was so overconfident with that match and then as you see him choking him and then against the wall at the same time yeah you know, when he's choking him in the air and then shocking him I was yeah. like dude like that was such a cool scene and I've seen art about that from time to time like if you go on the internet and see art of of Dooku's shocking Anakin, like you see a lot of that art of him in the air, like getting electrocuted. Like it's 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 awesome. But um, I have a like, why were those Magna guards? Why was the um the ends of them yellow, yellow, not purple? Interesting. <sighs> and you gotta you gotta answer for that. Well, not nothing like confirmed, but I like to think that these Magna guards were personally trained by Dooku instead of okay. Grievous. So instead of having that trickle down from Dooku to Grievous to the Magna Guards, it's Dooku directly to the Magna Guards and teaching them how to fight a Jedi. And it's okay. kind of interesting in this fight how Dooku kind of pulls a play from Grievous's playbook where he utilizes his Magna Guards instead of fighting a Jedi just one-on-one, -on -one, which normally, when you think of Dooku, he normally, you know, takes on fights by himself and isn't really reliant on any outside force or, you know, uh, warriors or stuff like that. So it's interesting to see kind of that parallel that's drawn between uh, Grievous and Dooku because, of course, they are a uh, student and teacher. Yeah. Okay. And that's a, that's an interesting take. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that might great... be the reason. Yeah. No, yeah I could definitely that, see that being the. That makes a whole lot of sense, to be honest with you, because I mean, it it, it could be his own Magna guards. Um, so I, I, I like that explanation a, a ton. Um, yeah, well, I didn't mean to do that. That's cool. Anyway, <laughs> I did that. Uh, oh, you did that. Yeah. Cause I have the power now. <laughs> oh, well we both do. So this is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so then, uh, it, Dooku ends up getting the best of Anakin. Uh, so he, uh, calls Padme and he says let's um let's make a trade and padme's hesitant too because if they, they she knows that they have the upper hand with grievous gone with with them capturing grievous the war is pretty much 
signed, sealed, delivered. But Dooku is able to outwit um, Padme by using her um, uh, using her love for Anakin by shocking him. And, and um, it's it's very, very... Because at one point she goes, she, you can't do that. He's a prisoner of war. And he goes, that's not going to stop me. I'm going to do whatever I want. Also, Anakin and, does it all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Poggle, Poggle the Lesser. Talk to that guy. He, he got <laughs> choked up by Anakin. Um, but like, uh, and that's what ends up breaking the camel's back is that uh, he uh, he he breaks Padme. Like she's like Jar Jar's like he he's our friend. Like we gotta help him. And she's like, well, like you're right, Jar Jar. But like, like this is this is me putting myself person my personal stuff before anything else, which is an interesting take. But um, then we get to see the exchange. Uh, Grievous looks like a real pussy, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but like because it, of the orbs. It walks, it, yeah, I mean he's walking, and then like, it, and it keeps to cannon because yes. Anakin is still knocked out. So yep. their first ever meeting is still in Revenge of the Sith. He does. Mm-hmm. He has no knowledge that. Uh, he, yeah. he, well, he has knowledge that this happened, but he doesn't remember like anything of that. I love how well they uh, they wrote this to keep that hidden. Yes, yes. Anakin. Yeah, he was. They were literally right next to each other, and Anakin was like half awake. He could hear him walking. I'm assuming, but he didn't see him. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> if you oh, think yeah. about it, again, you go back and watch Clone Wars. You're like, wait, the first time was in Revenge of the Sith, and yep. like he's been around for like what. Two and a half, three years. Yeah, like, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then that is the end of the episode. This is a quick one. I know, a very, very hey, quick. But one let me tell you, we got a lot of heavy arcs coming up next. We oh got, yeah, it's gonna be. We great. got a, we got a couple. Um, let me uh let me go check. So we next one we have is we have the droids arc. We have episodes five and six. That's yep. two episodes, and then after that we have the four episode Umbara arc, oh. and then after Umbara we have the the three episode Zygeria arc. arc, and then we get a little bit of a a little Mandalorian conflict, and then we get the three episode box episode, or AKA Obi Wan disguised episode uh, arc. Yep. Um. So yeah, we got a lot going on. And we've got celebration coming up, and uh, it's, it, we've it's got crazy. a whole bunch of things. I think everybody, everybody here is going to celebration, so that's awesome. Uh, we're gonna be doing some fun stuff. I know me and Aiden are rooming, room buddy. Count it. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah. Uh. Char. Three interesting facts. Yeah. Do you want them? Are you? Th- are you? Are you worthy enough? Uh, I think I'm worthy. Okay, I think ready? I would. I think I would like if you put Hayden's hair on me, I could be Thor. I mean, hey, hey, if you wish that, hey, Aiden, want to do a little trade off like this episode? Did? I'll t- yeah, yeah, I'll take your hair. You can have you, you can, can, take you can have beard. like short, like you know, faded gray hair. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I posted on TikTok on my TikTok story and on my Instagram story. I could almost pull off that EW cover. I'm not you even could. lying. You like could. I absolutely <laughs> could for sure. Absolutely. All right. So, okay. Now we get to it. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 21, Shadow Warrior Edition. 
Fact one, the meaning behind the title. Uh, curious as to why the title of the episode is called Shadow Warrior? It's a nod to Akira Kurosawa's work, and the translation for Shadow Warrior in Japanese is Kagamusha, a film that was produced by George Lucas in 1980 about a lowly criminal impersonating a dying warlord. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Fact 2. Boss Leone's Origin Boss Leone was created for specific to specifically resemble Jar Jar Binks as both characters were made on the same animation model. I mean, they used that pretty well in the, the episode. Um, for the story to work, Boss Nass was written out of the series. For those of you who are curious, he is alive and well, but retired. In early development, Boss Leone's name was Boss Nat, but it was too confusingly similar to Boss Nass's name. Fact 3. The Sith, the Sith's presence on Naboo. Count Dooku talks to Darth Sidious via hologram from within a secret command center on the planet. This is intended to suggest a long-standing Sith presence on Naboo, most likely used by Sidious himself long ago, when Naboo centered into his plans for galactic conquest. Also, this is not the first secret facility revealed on Naboo. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Shadow Warrior episode. And now we go into our ranking of the episode. Uh, Youngling bad, Padawan okay, Jedi Knight good, Jedi Master great, Jedi Grandmaster is Chef's Kiss. Uh, Aiden, let's start with you. What's your ranking? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Padawan on this one. Um, just because, like, stuff happens in this episode, but really it's just... It's just not my favorite uh, episode just because, I don't know, I just, the episodes centered around Jar Jar just aren't my favorite personally. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what brings this episode down for me. But, you know, there's good stuff with Dooku and there's, you know, there's the stuff with General Grievous and Anakin and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just for me, it's a Padawan. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chase? I mean, I'm interested in what you two think because I don't want to be the outlier here. <laughs> um, I'll say it's a Jedi Knight. It's good. It's got some good lore stuff. Um, hey like, Chase, if yours is different, don't have a, you know, don't be worried to have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Have an opinion. We all know what you think of Mortis, so I mean, what else is new? You don't have a ranking low enough for Mortis. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um uh I, I would say Jedi I would say Jedi Knight. It's okay. It's not I or no Padawan's okay. Uh no, I'll say it's I I'd say it's a Jedi Knight. I'll say a Jedi Knight. Do you want me to go first? Or yeah, do you want do you want to go? Because I know go you said you wanted us two to go. Okay. Um 
So I would say that this is a Padawan. Um, I'd say that because it feels like a filler episode in a way. But there's some things that do happen. Like there's a very there's interesting points to the episode, but this feels like a filler episode. By all means, filler is not a bad thing. I no. think filler is not just like oh this is just to make the story longer. I think it's called I think it's just story setup. That's how mm-hmm. I see it. But the reason why this episode is just it feels kind of out of place is because this episode was supposed to be the first episode of the season, but Filoni wanted a more action packed kickstart to season four, so they had the Moncala arc before this. So that makes um, sense. Yeah. So instead of starting off the season with a Jar Jar episode, they had a Moncala arc. So. Um, yeah, I would say I give it a paddle one. There's some stuff that happens, but it's not my cup of tea. I'm right with you on that, Aiden. I'm going to go Jedi Master. Uh, wow. Nice. nice. There's a couple nice. reasons. One thing I kind of forgot to mention, and this is something that uh, unintentionally most likely ties into Legends. Uh, in the scene with um, Rish Lu in Dooku's little mm-hmm. lair, um, he touches Dooku at one point and Dooku, I'm sorry, when he is stabbed by Dooku, right? He grabs onto Dooku's hand and then falls down and Dooku does this after he's touched him. Like he brushes the filth off of his uh, robe, which in the book, Darth Plagueis, it is stated multiple times. Yes. How much Sidious and Tyrannus can't stand the gungans they yes. like it is like they mm-hmm. like james lucino basically says they're super racist towards the gungans and that little like gesture of like get the nasty gungan disgusting filth off of me i'm like ooh, ooh, that's brutal and then like i like kind of like what i brought up with anakin and the frustration and pushing mm-hmm. them off i think we get so many subtle things from Dooku, Anakin, and Grievous in this. Um, I think I think that Grievous really does like he's not a good villain. And no. I think this almost like weighs into that. Like, if Dooku would have been on the separatist ship with Jar Jar, right? Jar Jar would have gotten his head cut off in 10 seconds. Yes. Um, and but like Dooku like was like, okay, fine, I'll wait, I'll wait. And it's like Grievous, you should have had this planned already. What are you doing waiting for the Gungans to help mm-hmm. you plan this attack? And I think it's I think there's so many little things that like coincide with this um uh with this episode that I think really make it an interesting thing for the building of those characters and their interactions, especially when it comes into like Revenge of the Sith. I think Anakin, Dooku, and Grievous together in that movie, even though Dooku gets knocked out in the beginning of the movie. Snapchat video is calling, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there's really cool stuff about this. I I do like Jar Jar Binks. He's not my favorite character, but I do really like him. And I like I like the episodes in the Clone Wars where he does get to come through and show how useful he can be, and he's not just this clumsy little guy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, like like Bombad Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, oh god, the the Mace Windu arc with Jar Jar at the end of season six. Oh like, yeah, the, the disappeared arc, I believe it's what. It's yeah, called. it's yeah. it's yes. a really interesting arc, and I think I think it really that episode does some very interesting things uh, with the Force. But yeah, this episode is really really cool, um, and I think it's interesting that we see like these these power struggles within the Republic and also within Naboo. Um, 
I think the necklace is like the one thing in the episode I really don't like. I'm like, is that is it the is the force yeah, in that? It, 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 it felt like an cool. like an like a charm. That's like it's if a, you wear this, you are mine. <laughs> very a plot armor necklace type deal. Yeah, kind of. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not a great episode, but it it, it gets the job done. Gets the job done. Um, now I know this is going to be a little bit, probably going to be a little shorter episode. Um, but we're going to talk, uh, about some, uh, Star Wars news, not only in our galaxy, but also in the galaxy of Star Wars. And we're back. Um, so the first thing that we are going to talk about is uh, we are doing a giveaway. Uh, this little book, Queen's Hope, came out uh, on Monday, on Tuesday. Yeah, um, I I have a another. I this is my second copy. I got a signed copy by E.K. Johnston that I will be keeping and keeping to my collection. But um, uh, I have decided to do a giveaway for this bad bad boy or bad girl. I guess I should say. Um, how Aiden have you have you gotten into the book? Uh, I. I haven't read any of the Padme books, unfortunately, yet. But uh, I'm you definitely need to. it's on my list. They're very good. It's on they're my list. Good. They give you a lot. I, of I, I've just been about... busy over the past couple of months, but they're definitely on my list. So, dude, you definitely. I will get those this. done before celebration. Oh promise. yes, absolutely. Yeah, it gives you a lot of backstory about the Naboo monarchy and what the handmaid, how much the handmaidens, like the purpose of the handmaidens, and how much. Like what they're worth in the because in the movies they're just seen as like background characters, but they have so much depth in these books. Yep, can't wait to read them. But um, for those that are tuning in, you can you can enter the giveaway by subscribing to the YouTube channel, uh, Instagram, and uh, also our TikTok. Uh, comment in the video that I just uploaded a few like an hour ago. Um, and put done, and then I will put you into the raffle, and then uh, the entries will end on the 13th, and I will announce the winner live next week uh, for our next episode of the podcast. Uh, so uh, if you want in on this great book, which you should, it's a great, awesome read, uh, definitely go do that uh, giveaway. Um, also, uh, U.S. only, sorry, for those that live in out of the U.S., I apologize, but I can't afford that shipping. Um, but also in some more book news, we got some Legends Essentials that came out on Tuesday as well. Um, I ended up grabbing both Darth Plagueis and uh, and uh, the Kenobi book, which oh, I which like I won't which I won't. I won't be reading this book until after the series is over. Yeah, I actually because... have like the uh, the old uh, the regular art for both mm -hmm. of those books. I see them right there. Yeah, because I just don't. I I've heard things, and I don't want to get like my hopes up for things that happen in this book and not have it happen in the in the show. Yeah. 
Like that's that's just my vibe. I I I got these two because I love Darth Plagueis. It's one of my favorite Legends novels, which I wish would be canon because it it's, is such a interesting book. I I know the stipulations, but there's literally no reason it shouldn't be canon. Uh, uh just the fact that uh, Master and Apprentice kind of decanonizes it. Unfortunately, it's I don't know. It is my like. I love a lot of the really old expanded universe books. Um, but Darth Plagueis is one of the last expanded universe books that was ever published. There's like one from James S. I. Corey, I think it was one of the few last ones, but I can't, man, Darth Plagueis. It, it's, if you haven't read it, it is, it, it's an okay. absolute, it's an absolute need. Yes. Okay. James Lucino has a way okay. of writing and it's tough, but once you get through it, um it's yeah he kind of writes backwards i'd say he he it's he's kind of like J.R.R. Tolkien in a way like he likes to write very detailed stuff he's mm-hmm. building a world within a world is what he's doing yeah. yeah i mean he did a really good job with the tarkin book in my opinion. yes he, i love, you, love 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 tarkin you love learn tarkin. so much about tarkin and his homeworld within that book uh yeah yeah, so I'd say James Lucino, and I've also heard really good things about Kenobi, but I'm just... I read that book during my I've senior read it as well. high school. It's, I feel like a lot of some of that stuff in that book might have happened in Kenobi. I'm not certain, but it could I, Yeah, I'm not getting I'm not, my hopes up or anything, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a good read. And it's a fantastic cover. I love yeah. this freaking cover. It's so good. It's so awesome. Um, it, 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 I, I just love it. It's just, it's just great. Um, so for those that are looking for a Queen's Hope review, um, Char's read about half, about what, five chapters of it? Yeah, about that. Um, uh, Chase is currently through Shadow? Yeah, I started with Peril. I really liked Peril. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say five or six chapters in on Shadow right now. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Peril. It is my type of Star Wars book. Of, okay. Let's explain the little tiny things. Like, let's take this one little thing. And in Queen's Peril, it's really, why does the queen look the way she looks? Why does she talk the way she talks? And who are these people that are always around her? And why is our, there all these little switcheroos happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like stuff that's not super important to the plot of the film, but you're always like, Hmm, why is that? And then a book comes along and tells you all that stuff. And that is my favorite, favorite stuff. I mean, that's like, that's what's so cool about Darth Plagueis is, is it's just the line in revenge of the Sith that has like this Bible written about that one line. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing about like star Wars books when they, when they do that. And I, and Aiden, I would tell you to read, I would say read Queen Shadow, Peril, and then Hope. Um, even Shadow, though, Peril, then Hope? Yeah, okay. uh, even though canonically it's supposed to be Peril, Shadow, Hope. Um, because Shadow takes place a few years before. before no, yeah. it happens right after, right after um, she is out of office as the queen of Naboo. Yeah, she's leaving the monarchy at the very beginning of the book. Yeah, leaves the monarchy at the very beginning of the book and then gets to become the senator and then it's her first year year or two years. Um, So I, it's great. 
Um, if you guys want to go check out my uh, my thoughts, uh, full of the spoilers, go over to they fly now. Uh, I was a I was able to do a spoiler review with those guys. Um, so go check it out there. Um, we'll eventually once Char's got the book read, we'll we'll do a we'll do a video on a spoiler uh, spoiler free and then spoiler. It'll be soon. It'll be pretty soon of the book. I've been, um, I've, been, I've been working a lot on a very upcoming event that we're going to be doing. Yes. Um. So, uh, we are doing the 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 Pod Ones Podcast Trivia Tournament is happening. Uh, we've known you've known this for a while. We're back. Um, but here's the thing: we are not doing it live this time. We are going to do pre-recorded. Um. So, uh, Char, do you have access to showing the bracket? Um. I. Do yeah. Let me let me see if I can pull up the image first. Yeah. Um, so Char's, to... Char's gonna pull up the images. Um. Uh. We're gonna have two play-in games tomorrow. Um. We'll record those. Those will be released on Monday. Uh. So be on the lookout for that. Um. And then we'll release an a match every day. Um. So once we've completed all of the matches from round one, we'll wait to two weekends and then we'll record the round two and those will be released leading up to celebration and who will face Darth Draco. Um, so that's kind of how uh, it's going to, it's going to be. You guys w won't want to miss this tournament. Uh, we're working hard on getting, uh, we've got a whole setup uh, for it. Um, so I would, I would, I would just love to, um, can we had, make that a little bit bigger is there any way that you can make it a little bit bigger it's kind of hard to see um yeah, if not me... it's okay um so uh we got so breakdown of the competitors uh the number one oh, overall you. seed is b underscore dazzler or brooke uh far far away factory uh real quick we're gonna plug her stuff far far away far far away factory.com uh far far away far far say that five times Far, far away factory on Instagram underscore B Dazzler underscore on TikTok, and she still has an Etsy shop. Uh, you guys can get this Brotherhood T-shirt and uh, sweatshirt that I am rocking, uh, courtesy of Brooke. Uh, so go support her. She is our number one seed. Uh, she will be playing the winner of the nine eight play-in game. Uh, What's the name? It's Bucky. I can't basically, basically Bucky. Bucky. Mm -hmm. Basically Buckley. Uh, basically Bucky and the Mandalorian, who has been on the podcast several times. Mm -hmm. uh, it's. Uh, it, I think that could be an interesting matchup. Uh, then we have uh, Xanatos eleven thirty eight in Element Seven. Uh, the winner of that matchup will face Harith Productions. Um. And then to round out the rest of the competitors, uh, number three seed uh, Star Wars Lawyer will be taking on Car2D2, which is the second half of They Fly Now. Uh, then we have the 5-4 matchup of St. Pat and Haley Corellia Coffee Works. Um, so you guys won't want to miss this. Uh, we'll be releasing this all of next week. Um so uh, if you and if this does well, uh, there might be other things that we were, are looking to do down the road. Maybe even a league. 
possibly. Potentially. Depends on, you know, the responses that we do get from this tournament and how well it's received. And hopefully people do enjoy it because the first time we did it, Luke, a lot of people enjoyed it a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were really involved. They really wanted to because, you know, nothing's you can't go wrong with trivia, especially Star Wars trivia. Star Wars trivia is always super fun. So if you ever want to um, be a part of this, maybe down the road. Don't get me wrong. There will be more Star Wars trivia tournaments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll, we'll increase it. Maybe we will um, do like like factions, maybe. Um, yeah. Depending on, you know, how how much, how far we do get into it. But um, paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Yeah, so the first plans will begin tomorrow. Um, yep. Those will be released next week. And then on Saturday, though that first row of players will all happen tomorrow or Sunday. So, Yep, Saturday or Sunday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then those will also be released next week. So yeah, um, so stay tuned, watch those competitions, and be ready to follow along. And if you want to answer those questions while watching the video, go ahead. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's what we've got going on here. Um, uh, and I mean, the other little thing is Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga released on Tuesday. I I'm pretty sure everybody in the Discord server and everybody. Uh, that is a Star Wars fan has gone out and gotten this damn game and has played it. I've actually have not. <laughs> so Char, shame, 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 ding, ding, shame, shame, shame. Okay, ding, ding. okay, okay. Throw food um, in the Alatone. All right, fine. Anyway, uh, what ha, for those that have played it, Aiden, have you played it yet? Uh, I haven't played it yet. Just due to the fact that I haven't gotten my hands on it yet. I ordered it all the way back when it was supposed to come out on Amazon. <laughs> so it's just yeah. gotten pushed back and pushed back, but it's supposed to arrive next week. Hopefully. Ooh, next week. Yeah. Interesting. I will say uh, I've played through – I am on Return of the Jedi right now. I am really, really, really enjoying it. It's a fun – it just brings me back to when I was a kid. Uh, Lego, they, they, I, they released the original trilogy, then the complete saga – when I was a kid, so I well, released the first that. Lego game in 05 around yep. the same time when Battlefront 2 came out on PlayStation. 2. Yes, yeah, that was the first game I that was the first Star Wars game I ever played was Lego Star Wars, the video game. Yes, it was great, and anything that Lego has done, it's just amazing. And I mean, the voice acting is really oh well God, done. They got, incredible. I mean, for the prequels, they got um, for episode two and three, 
they got pretty much the whole cast from the Clone Wars. Oh, they got Padme, they got Anakin, they have Corey Burton, they have James yeah. Arnold Taylor, they have Tom Kane voicing Yoda, they have him voicing um, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Um, and, dude, it's like, it feels so, it feels like you are a part of that story. It's like, and also, obviously, D. Bradley Baker voices all the clones, he voices Jango Fett. Yeah. Um, and also, Danny, Daniel Logan, who plays young Boba Fett, in attack of the clones he said on twitter that he voices boba fett in um the return of the jedi gameplay yes 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 i didn't notice that so that was awesome (laughs) chase you've played you've played about as much as i have what what Uh, are your thoughts i'm a little further i'm about halfway done with the last jedi right now oh wow you've been grinding um let me preface this before before i make people upset uh my first star wars game uh was super star wars uh um, i actually have yeah. that on my playstation uh well this is the super nintendo one uh no that, like when if you got like oh, the, uh, the battlefront yeah. 2 playstation you get like a voucher code for like a bunch of old playstation oh, games and super star wars is on my playstation it's so cool. that's yeah that is my f- that's my first experience playing a star wars game um and i had a similar experience and it's just probably my age range um all the Lego games and the Clone Wars TV show were kind of coming out at the same time. And I, you know, grew up playing stuff like TIE Fighter and Rogue Squadron and Star Wars Galaxies. And when Lego Star Wars was out, I was actively playing Star Wars. Uh, when, yeah, Lego Star Wars was out. I was playing Star Wars Galaxies. I had like a town that I was building. I was grinding in my X-Wing. And so the Lego thing didn't really appeal to me at the time so i missed all of those games the batman ones the harry potter ones the star wars ones i didn't get into it so this is like my first lego game yeah uh, and if i stand corrected uh your ho your co-host uh xanatos he's played galaxies too oh yeah we mm-hmm. we we were on different servers back in the day um <laughs> so we didn't we, i was hoping because i it has happened to me where i was talking like oh you played uh you played galaxies which server one like oh you're on, on kairi you were on kairi what guild were you in and then we found out <laughs> we had we had probably talked to each other in star wars galaxies years ago um that's awesome um great so yeah so this is my first lego star wars game so the nostalgia appeal to it is non-existent for me um i the jokes are falling flat for me because i'm not used to that format oh yeah that that makes mm -hmm. sense because like oh my oh yeah i love this part of the movie it's a super serious moment and like chewbacca comes in and like is like showering (laughs) i'm like you're ruining the moment what are you doing go 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 and it's like i think it's really taken until like the sequel trilogy section of the game for me to kind of be like okay they're it's just fun the whole time they're like i was i don't know why but i was expecting like uh like qui-gon's death to like be a really emotional impactful scene and, and it's not and it's not meant to be um in the old lego games it is yeah in yeah. uh, the new one i've seen the clips it's it's funny yeah everything's funny there's not a serious moment in the game and it, it really threw me off um being a, a newbie to the lego series um i am the worst type of video game player where if i can find an exploit i will use it 
Uh, everything in that game is exploitable. The amount of times I've just gone through every single boss without getting hit is ridiculous. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I'll say this. The combat is actually like well paced and well done. It's honestly, it's not my style of combat, but it's like more fleshed out and polished than a lot of other games that have been coming out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, it's like, it's very simplistic, but in its simplicity, it works really well. Um, so it's interesting. I don't think I will do the open world stuff. I think once I hit Rise of Skywalker, I'm going to unfortunately probably shelf it i'm not gonna focus on the collectibles i i 100 percented jedi fallen order twice uh don't ever do that not even once it's horrible uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so it's just one of those things like it's i i do want to get through last jedi and i want to finish rise of skywalker I'm, I'm curious as to how they're gonna do some of the rise of skywalker stuff um there's like some sequences that i'm like very surprised they cut out like um there's just some like like action sequences that I was like, mm-hmm. that's just a cutscene, like a uh, going into the Death Star, the second Death Star yes. in the Battle of Endor, and I'm like, whoa, 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 no, let me let me do this. This this would be fun, and then it's like, nope, it's just blown up now. And I'm like, really? Okay, the flying's not great in there, but I still I want to I want to fly in the Death Star. <laughs> the old ones that you could in the complete yeah, saga, Le- uh, Lego Star Wars two in the complete saga, the Death Star two as a mission that you could yeah. play. Yep, I do remember that. Well, I and feel also like the... I noticed that the um the first mission in Revenge of the Sith, the Battle of Coruscant, was cut. Yeah. Out too. Yep. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no Battle of Coruscant. You kind of jump straight into them crashing into the ca- into the Separatist capital ship, which that which was is funny. which is that which... was funny. Yeah. The, birth, the birthday party or the retirement party. <laughs> retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there there have been moments where I'm like, that was cute. That yeah. Was cute. So, uh, trivia question: What is the name? of that ship which ship of that capital ship oh man i'm not good with separatist and republic ships aiden i'll give you a hint okay aiden uh it's the invisible hand yep (laughs) yep so that's the type of questions that you guys should look forward to in the trivia oh yeah i think i think yeah i'll be Span got, from all different categories of Star Wars. You'll see. I think I'll be, I'll be all... supplying a starship question for you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you have, you have. You'll be. I'm, I'm, I'll assume you'll be uh, supplying a couple, but oh, there will yeah. be questions from all nine movies, all nine episodic movies, the two anthologies, Rogue One and Solo, and the six Star Wars shows: Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Bad Batch, Rebels, Resistance, and Clone Wars. Yep. So all those types of questions will be present at our trivia tournament yep absolutely um but guys um sorry for the technical difficulty char you did a great job oh thank you i had a very bad uh i think i had a very subpar plot reading but harith was not there to critique me so that was good that's a (laughs) that's that's a positive this is a like i said this is a shorter episode um next week we will be starting at a later time because uh, we have a couple of extra guests coming next week. We have Duel of the Ranks. Uh, their podcast is uh, their podcast. I think they start recording at seven, so we'll go at eight thirty. So it'll be kind of a later one for East Coast people. So sorry about that, but um, it's going to be a good one. And we also have Meg Meg Sky Renobi. I think that's her yeah, username. Meg Sky Renobi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meg Sky Renobi. Uh, so you guys won't want to miss that. Uh, we got some new faces coming into the community. 
Um, but uh, Chase, where can the good people find you on the social medias? On the social medias, you could find me at Forward into the Black on TikTok as well as Twitch.tv. And every other weekend, you can find myself and my co host Xanatos1138, who's one of your contestants on the trivia, uh, doing the Rogue Council podcast with our friend uh, Roddy, where he go to Mask 27. And we will be talking about Solo uh, this coming Sunday. So if you want uh, to get some spicy, introspective takes on Solo, Join Absolutely. us at uh, 8 p.m. We love spiciness. Spicy. Spiciness is the, hey. the main adjective of the Pot Ones podcast. Let me say that. Yeah, I know Luke's the spiciest person here. Spicy. I guess I don't know. But um, Aiden, I don't know if you um um because at the beginning of the episode there was a icebreaker question. I don't know if you answered it yet or not. But um, it was what planet is what? What's your favorite planet in the Star Wars galaxy? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely Kashyyyk. I just really like oh. the yes. I love yes, the, Aiden. I love I love the Wookiee architecture. Yes. Um, and since like I'm going to school for construction management and all that stuff, it's just that plant's really interesting to me by, you know, utilizing natural environments in the way they build their uh, buildings and stuff. So that's my favorite. This bump, brother. Boom. You yes. got to you got to go to like um, city planners and be like, "You know it would be better." If you got if a we, big ass tree in here, build your office in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, oh, exactly. Oh my god, no! But I love Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk is my favorite. Like, if Kashyyyk's I could, really cool. If I could go and live, like people, like they're like, well, like there's there's like wild animals and like dangerous things. I'm like, bro, I'm with the Wookies. I yeah, think just... I'll be. Fine. Don't like, go to the Shadowlands and you'll be yeah. Dead. But like, what planet in Star Wars? Doesn't have dangerous animals in it. That's my well, point. Best mine, Maybe. my favorite. Be- oh, hold Bespin. on, hold on, hold on. But in Bespin, you're literally falling. You're falling. That's the so, scariest part. Okay, now Bespin is made up entirely of Tabana gas. Um, it's one of the few gas giant. I think it's the only gas giant that's purely made up of Tabana gas. So does that mean that you could encounter potentially Purgle? Yes. On Bespin. Yes, yes. So, I think that's actually mm-hmm. is that canon. Yeah, that's canon. Right? I don't know. I I know that uh, Purgle feed on Tabana gas. Yeah, and yeah. Bespin is purely Tabana gas, and that's why it's the only gas giant in the galaxy. It is like a Goldilocks planet. It's the only gas giant in the Star Wars galaxy that can sustain life as long as it's at a certain yeah. uh, elevation. I think even in the uh, Battlefront 2 campaign during the missions to Bespin, they're like creatures that produce the Tabana gas yes! on Bespin. That's what as it well. is. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like a, uh, uh, I wouldn't call it like symbiotic relationship, but kind of like a cooperative relationship probably between those creatures and the Purgle, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the danger of Bespin, by and large, is if you fall off of Cloud City, you die. Die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't just die. You fall. You don't even get to hit anything. You just the, die. The if we if you go into like physics of like what would happen if you like fell into a gas giant, it'd be like, well, <laughs> you would first of all, every atom of your body would be ripped apart by wind that's blowing at like seven thousand miles an hour. If you survive that, you would melt in the gas that is burning at about four thousand degrees Celsius. Like it's like, yeah, it's not a good time. 
No, not a good time. And Lando well, Thank God for be... that little pole that Luke was hanging on. Yeah, no shit. Right. Like, it, like I'm it, confused. Like, how did his how does how did his saber survive all that? Uh you know. Well, it it never it, it never, never got that far. It, yeah, it never got that far. Char. Moss cannot have just like ha. Well, no. There is an explanation. There is an explanation. I know. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, Char, do you not know this? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. I know the story behind it. We I'm have just a making, Star Wars podcast. You know, the original, the original trivia tournament coming up. The know? original trilogy is just really poorly written and not planned at all. Yeah. Oh man, not like that. Yeah. Uh, not like that prequel trilogy or that sequel. Yeah, not trilogy. like that sequel. You know, trilogy. hey, yeah. you know. I love goodness. it when siblings kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, H, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Uh, you can find me uh, at Aiden Talk Stars Topics on TikTok. I ho- I am the host of the ATSD show. I talk about Star Wars lore. So here's uh, a question. Like funny skits and whatnot, and just have a really good time talking about Star Wars. When are we going to get a YouTube channel? When are we going to get a podcast? A podcast? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because you can't, not, you can't I, just say you're the host of the ATSD show and not give us any content. No, I've, I've been... I've been really busy recently. I know, whatnot, but like, so. hey, this summer, this summer, pressing Aiden. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. We are gonna You're have really the first. We're, we're gonna have the first ever ATST show at Celebration. We'll try it out <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. I'll promise you that I, much. I don't. I think it could be a huge success. Yeah, I mean, look at you. You're you're just you're just amazing. So I mean, come on. This, this is a win-win situation for you. You know, I'll take your word for it. See, see, the people are clamoring for it. The people are clamoring. What is for what it. is the what, okay? Does the ATST show just stand for All Terrain Scout Transport, or is it something special? Uh, it just it's it's like a a shorter way for me to say Aiden talk Star Wars topics. Aiden talks Star Wars topics, and it's missing a W, but you know what? It it works, so that's what I went with. That's awesome. Or maybe I, Star I, Wars will eventually awesome. make a canon ATSWT all terrain scout water transport. I don't know. <laughs> that would be great. No, they they like, maybe maybe yeah. that's the variant they used on Moncala, you know, when they were occupying oh, it. Maybe that's that that maybe they make that canon Aiden's nah, Aiden's name. Yeah. It's already it's already been there. It's the tie tank. It's the greatest worst <laughs> vehicle in Star Wars ever. <laughs> that's awesome. I am not harassing him. Thank you, Brian. I am not <laughs> harassing him. Uh, Char, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Good people. You can find me on TikTok at Char Char J, as said right here. Right there, yeah. And you can find me here at the Pod Once podcast every Thursday night to cover our Clone Wars rewatch. Next week, we'll be covering the droids arc, episodes five and six with C3PO and R2D2. The yeah. bad droid arc. <laughs> Oh yeah! Wow, I know. I know, I know your love for me. Wow, and then next week, stay, next week, stay tuned for upcoming releases for our Star Wars trivia tournament. We will be giving a lot of videos about that. So stay yep. tuned for that. And Luke, where can the other good people find you on TikTok? Other good people, people, good people across the galaxy and in the interwebs. Uh, you can follow me at. Uh, well, you can follow us at the Pod Ones Podcast uh, on TikTok. Pod Once Pod on Instagram and uh, Pod Once Podcast on Twitter. Again, be on the lookout. 
go like, comment, subscribe. Uh, that helps us with the channel. Um, if you guys want that book, get in on it. It's going to be an awesome giveaway. I look forward to making somebody's day by giving away that book. Um, How much is international shipping? I don't know. It's probably like $14, $15. Yeah. Why? I'll, I'll sponsor an international winner. Oh, all right. I like that. I like that. It, I, you know what? I'll, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, I'll sponsor it. If you, if you want, if we have any, uh, any friends in, uh, in the, not uh, America, in, yeah, in <laughs> not America, and want the chance to win the uh, Queen's Hope uh, book, you're more than welcome to to uh, participate. But um, like I said, uh, thank you guys for uh, coming on the show. Um, we always appreciate uh, the 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 awesomeness that is our community, um, and for that. May the force be with you. For light and for life. We are all the Republic. With you. Yeah. See you guys. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. 